2: Yeah. Right. Not very good stuff like this, but what are you saying? I'm just saying, I, I'll, I'll do one thing. i do really, really good. You haven't met my turtle here before? i never see this. Sometimes I like to just go and hit the back. Yeah, I was wondering if you wouldn't mind mirroring me, or uh, this, yeah, I don't know what this is all about. I'm just saying. No, so let me just tell you. Don't hit I mean, I mean, Nothing is over, Polly. Don't even Answer me. Yo, Apollo, I got Listen a question. Listen to me, for you. Vic. Listen to me. I got to I can only climb so many steps. Yo. <laughs> Nothing is over You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Yo <laughs> Nothing's over, Polly <laughs> We didn't even get to the singing or anything, Polly You know what I'm saying? Just the name of these two turtles Welcome, everybody Welcome, everybody <laughs> it's, Thank you for joining <laughs> us here on Rock. <laughs> it's, it's, it's the Sim- to Sylvester Salon so edition of <laughs> What do we do here? It's thoughts that rock. F- if I could read, I would read books, but I don't. So I listen to thoughts that rock. Because at least they give me two pieces of life-changing advice. My life is definitely, my, my life has definitely <laughs> changed. <laughs> Completely changed. <laughs> Uh, You know
3: what, this episode is sponsored by uh, Planners Peanuts Is it? Yeah, it's a snack for any craving Whether you're craving salted, unsalted, dry roasted, honey roasted, whole nuts, half Mm -hmm. nuts, peanuts, mixed nuts Planners has you covered Nuts are kind of our thing You know, listen, just a warning Yeah It may contain nuts It might
1: This show Is a nut above Might contain nuts So if you have an allergic reaction
3: Not our fault Grab the EpiPen (laughs) You know, thoughts that rock help support Cannibal Kids Cancer yes, we and their do. fight for finding and funding treatment options mm-hmm. for kids who basically have run out of options. Yep. And the stuff they do is amazing. We love supporting them. Amaze nuts. You got to go and check them out at CannonballKidsCancer.org. Yeah. Listen, if you like the show, mm-hmm. even if you don't like the show, do us a favor.
1: Yeah. If Give, you like us. It, even if you like one of us. Right. <laughs> the one with the highest hair. That's, that's, its debatable it right its debatable right now. It is debatable right now. It's been quarantined. I'm eight feet tall. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Leave a five-star rating, maybe mm-hmm. a nice word or two. It helps get us in front of the the people that we want to get in front of so we can donate more money to CKC. So do your
3: part. We'll do our part. We are the world. Oh, I don't oh. like how you transition. That was Did nice. you like that? Listen, we understand that you've got a lot of things going on in your life. You're uh, probably super busy. You probably are busy. doing two things right now. You're At listening least. to us. At least. I bet you you're doing something else right now that I'm doesn't even matter to us. Yes. Maybe you're what? drinking shots of Jägermeister. <coughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe you're tucking in an untucked shirt. <laughs> God damn it. won't fit. Maybe you're looking <laughs> for love in all the wrong places. Not here. Not gonna do it. Not gonna, <laughs> not gonna do it. Doesn't matter to us. We just want to be the 30, 40 minutes you've been looking forward to all always. Peekaboo.
1: Our guest today is our good friend, Nick Hutchison, the co founder of Book Thinkers, uh, a company dedicated to spreading the power of personal development books. Also happens to be one of the biggest, baddest bookstagram
0: accounts on the planet
1: Mm -hmm. first and foremost nick welcome to thoughts that rock brother
0: thank you gentlemen it's always fun to be in the presence of some real life rock stars i'm excited (laughs) for today's conversation and you guys are awesome
1: well, listen. Kissing up to Jim will get you everywhere, so. whatever, you want. <laughs> whatever you want. That's how that works. We wanted uh, just a couple of quick things for for the full bio. You definitely want to go check out the show notes uh, for Nick's bio. But just a couple of quick little cool highlights. Uh, after spending six years in software sales, he started Book Thinkers with Ryan Mannion, um, which has just exploded. Well over a hundred thousand. Devoted followers on Instagram. Uh, now spends his time traveling the world, reviewing books, interviewing his favorite authors on his own podcast. Uh, he's become an industry partner with our book marketing company, Bookstar PR. Uh, honestly, these are both Nick and Ryan are, are sort of two guys that that we have made a dedicated effort to partner with because we believe in them. Yeah. Um, they are absolute hustlers. (laughs) They, they work, 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 work. Um, but, Somehow they find a way to make it look fun, mm-hmm. and every time we see them, they're in frigging Colombia, some other some other country, enjoying themselves, but still working. So I think they've hacked, however that is, that yes. we're stuck in an office here, twelve hours a day, and they're on the beach somewhere, but they're still doing work. Which is uh, you're going to have to fill us in on, yeah, they're heroes. How how you're able to do that, brother? But we are uh, unlike the traditional podcast that go deep, deep into the history, we're going to jump right to your uh, great piece of advice that our, all of our listeners are sort of waiting to hear. So what is your
0: thought that rocks?
2: Thoughts that
0: rock! number, number one. My thought that rocks is, quote, reality is negotiable, end quote. And that's by Tim Ferriss out of the four-hour work week. It, well,
1: look, Ooh. love that book. I, am, uh, I get Tim Ferriss's newsletter every Friday. I'm a big fan. Uh, such a fantastic book. And I love this quote. What, what, what was it about this that really resonated with
0: you? So I read The 4-Hour Workweek very early on in my personal development journey. I had sort of an inflection point in my life, late college, early professional career where I realized I didn't vibe with the normal nine to five that society had sort of created for me. And I wanted something outside of that path. And after reading the four hour work week, Tim introduced me to this idea that I could create a life that satisfies what makes me happy and fulfilled on a daily basis. And that was very different from getting coffee as an intern and you know, slaving away and putting your nose to the grindstone for 20 years before you kind of climb up the corporate ladder. It was just an alternative way of looking at the world. And I started to take action against that. And just like you guys had mentioned a minute ago, we've created a business that allows us to travel the world, which is one of my black sheep, discovery. Mm -hmm. I love putting myself in uncomfortable situations, learning about other cultures, working from beaches, that kind of stuff, and and Tim was the first person that introduced that to me.
3: Yeah, you know, and Brent, you were talking about this as well. That book really, I think, revolutionized the business industry. And I think a lot of people were already thinking that. If you already had, like you do, Nick, you've got that that entrepreneurial desire you wanted to get out of the the rat race that is corporate America. Um, but he's the first one who really put it down in print, where people are like, oh. We can use the internet. Uh, we can use social media. Oh, we can write our own ticket and do what we want to do and be passionate, committed about something that I create and do that in a lot less time. Like that was very, I think, maybe not foreign, but certainly was a, a great guidebook for a lot of people, and it sort of gave us all permission, right, to jump ship, say, I- "I'm going to go and try that out," and, and hence. I think there's an entire generation now people who just said, "Yeah, I'm going to do that." It took maybe ten years for it to really catch on, but uh, yeah, I'm a big fan of that book
0: as well. It did. I, that book came out over ten years ago, but I reread it in Columbia this year at a coffee shop every morning, which see, was just the both see him it was country the dropping setting. <laughs> Come on, it was the perfect setting, and the book read as though it was written yesterday. I mean, it was so relevant. It, I think sometimes I forget how much that book actually did impact my life. I mean, it's probably impacted my life more than any other book I've, I've read and it's created this lifestyle of hashtag laptop lifestyle or hashtag yeah. digital nomad. I mean, those yeah. things are very real. So that co- that's a coffee machine making yeah. coffee, by the way. Listen. <laughs>
1: Nick is a fellow but, uh, fellow coffee lover, yes. and I was so jealous that he was in Colombia <laughs> yeah. for as long as he was drinking the best coffee in the world, in my opinion. So uh, that that was amazing. Listen, I, I I think what I'm curious of, and I'd love for you to talk a little bit about, is the concept that reality is negotiable. Um, I mean, we've watched you over the last year and a half now that that sort of we've been in contact with you i mean your reality changes on a on a
2: <laughs> on an
1: arguably daily basis with the opportunities and growth and you know what started off as this idea has blossomed into a business into a podcast where you have some of the most famous authors on the planet and and they're all there because of what you've built Um, do you find yourself
0: negotiating reality on a regular basis? I do. Right now I'm reading the book, The Magic of Thinking Big, because Ryan and I have had some discussions recently. Hey, listen, we're thinking too small. (laughs) We have all of these amazing opportunities. We're moving pretty fast. We're growing pretty steadily. But there's more. There's more out there. And it's not from a greedy materialistic standpoint. We are truly fulfilled by the impact that we're able to make through the community that we've created and co-created with so many amazing people. And so right now, while we have the energy, while we're super fulfilled by this stuff, let's put the pedal to the metal and level up and let's think bigger. And so I've been really wrapping my head around what is, what is my reality? What am I capable of creating? What, like, how can I expand my mind um, to sort of help us evolve more rapidly? And there's no limit to that. I truly believe that if you argue for your limits, you'll keep them. But if you argue for being limitless, you will be limitless. Mm, And I think with our reality and sort of how our society has constructed things these days, uh, you get a lot of pushback. Other people apply their insecurities to you. Other people become fearful of your own journey and maybe you'll shoot yourself in the foot or something like that if you're too ambitious. Uh, But if you can free yourself of that, you can take that weight off of your shoulders we're all capable of so much. And I'm super humbled and grateful for that. But at the same time, you know, it's a fun balance of like, be happy where you are, but at the same time, push the agenda, push the envelope a little bit. So I always find myself balancing those.
3: Yeah. This is, this is how world changers think. I mean, this mindset and, and, you know, I'm probably right there with you. I'd I'd like to aspire to even think bigger than what we're doing. And I feel like we have a lot, you know, Brant and I have a lot on our plate, but I'm one of these people. I'm with you, Nick. I believe that you can create your own destiny, your own, you know, I don't even want to say luck. I say you can control your own circumstances. And and I know for a fact that for me, you talked about inflection points. I've had a lot of inflection points in my life. And I know if you've got this positive mindset uh, on a regular basis, you make great choices. You think in service of others, For for whatever reason, you become a little bit more philanthropic. You become way more effective personally, professionally, whatever it is, and that stuff is infectious. Like it does, people see that and they want to be more like you, or at least be around you. And all of a sudden, you, you know, you weren't seeking it, but you have way more impact and influence in the world. And I just think. These people, you can put them on a pedestal if you want to, but people who literally changed the world, or at least in an industry, that's the mindset, like you just said. I love yeah, it.
1: I think you know so this is what I love about Nick and, and Ryan both, to be honest. And Ryan's also got an episode coming up on, on Thoughts That Rock. So you know, I feel like that you know both Nick and Ryan—they're a bit of a throwback, right? When we were in high school, we played all the sports. We didn't just. Play uh, one sport. And I think that's sort of where we've come to as a society, right? In the last 10, 15 years, it's not, hey, you're an athlete, play every sport in every season. It's, hey, pick one sport mm-hmm. and focus on that sport and devote all your time to that sport. And what ends up happening is we end up sitting here with kids who have, you know, in the baseball world. They burn themselves out. They end up with Tommy John surgery before they're out of Mm -hmm. high school because they haven't actually played multiple sports where they're using different muscles, different types of body movements. They're so focused in because that's how you make it to the next level because the competition is just insane. But in that light, I look at it and go, what has allowed Nick to be as successful as he has is he hasn't done that. He hasn't just said, I'm going to focus on this one thing. And I am only going to do that one thing. He's allowed himself to sort of try multiple things and find where he's having success, where he's enjoying himself. Yeah. But my guess is, and this is the question, Nick, is does that come from your really pursuit of becoming a better version of yourself with all of the reading that you do? Is
0: is that sort of where you think that comes from? Well, going back to the sports growing up, I played everything. I played soccer. I played baseball. I was a wrestler and a football player in college. I mean, in high school. And then I also played rec basketball. I was out in the fields in my neighborhood playing around, doing whatever I could. So I definitely wanted to taste as much as I could. And I never really found one thing that uh, sucked all of my attention. And, And with reading, people ask me a question all the time, which is, should you focus on the quality of your reading or the quantity of your reading? And I always kind of laugh and I say, "Well, for me, both, because that allows me to taste as much as possible and see what I'm interested in, but it also allows me to it also allows me to focus on certain things that I enjoy and really dig in there and apply them in my life. Yeah. Um, But in general, with book thinkers, what's really nice about Ryan and myself is we've been patient. So we like to try different business opportunities. We like to work with different people. We like to measure things to see if they're successful. And uh, I think we're because we're moving so fast on on one end of the spectrum, we're also really patient on the other end of the spectrum. Part of that comes from enjoying the process. And uh, to go back one more time to my black sheep. The one that I feed the most often that fulfills me the most is progress. And so as long as I'm making progress in my life, in my health, in my wealth, in my love, meaning like communication with friends and family, or as long as I can help other people make progress, which is another black sheep, impact, which we could talk about, Brent, um, then I'm fulfilled. And so BookThinkers gives me so many different opportunities to be fulfilled on a daily basis that I'm just loving the process. And so if other opportunities for fulfillment pop up, why not lean into them for a little while? You know, I,
1: I love this. And and so, you know, Nick and myself and, and Ryan and the whole BookThinkers team, we, you know, when we launched Black Sheep, we did uh, a partnership together where we did a five-week online course together mm-hmm. um, that they sponsored. And uh, it was amazing. I mean, this goes to show the reach of Of book thinkers is I think we had 19 or 20 different countries uh, represented in the people who did that five-week training. And, you know, one of the things that that Nick and I had this really deep discussion on was how he didn't have impact as one of his black sheep values, one of his non-negotiables. And it just not only did he not have it, he didn't even select the word as one of the ones that were really important or resonated with him. Interesting. And so I said to him, I'm like, you called him on it. Basically. I did. I did call him on it. I said, listen, every conversation I have ever had with you impact has been part of the the conversation. Yeah. And and what it came down to is, you know, when we talk about these things and we say when people get to what they think their initial flock is, we know that only a fraction of what they have said is, is true. Mm-hmm. And there's a couple of different reasons for that. And one of the reasons is is self-sabotage, right? Is that we don't allow it to come through for whatever particular reason. And in Nick's case, it happened to be that he wasn't allowing impact to come through because of uh him sort of using his past to hold him back right he uh and and i'm going to share this nick cuz we've shared it before on 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 your podcast as well which is just sure he wasn't um when he was in his early 20s he 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 wasn't necessarily the person that he is. He not necessarily he wasn't the person that he is today. Yeah, and and so he was focused on a few of the wrong things, and maybe his behavior wasn't exactly something that he wanted. At that, uh, looking back on it now, he's a little bit concerned that that's how he behaved. But what we talked about is that who he is today is not who he was in his
3: early twenties, and which and- is why. reality Reality is is negotiable, negotiable, right? It is. That
1: that is exactly it. And so, you know, the the reality of the matter now is that impact is one of his non-negotiables and it does drive him and he can't confuse behavior with values. And that's what a lot of us do a lot of the time. And it stops us from actually acknowledging those
3: things, but we should just sit here and talk about him in the third person. Just <laughs> full on talk about Nick.
1: <laughs> well,
3: I, well, I mean, here's the truth.
1: Once we did the work, brother, you, you, you sort of embraced impact. Can you talk a little bit about how that reality changed for you and what has it enabled you to continue to do and focus on now because you were able to negotiate your reality?
0: Absolutely. I mean, until our conversation, I was still allowing that to be a limiting belief of mine that you know, Nick and his public persona can't talk about Impact. He can work for Impact and be fulfilled on it, by it behind the scenes, but he can't talk about it because people from years ago will call him out and say that's not Nick. Yeah. And after our conversation and publishing that for hundreds or thousands of people, I thought, <laughs> okay, it's out there now. Let's start to own it. And I leaned into it. It was a very easy transition for me. Yeah. Yeah. Like we talk about, reality is totally negotiable. Once you commit to it, and it's out there. The weight came off the shoulders and it's been very, very easy to talk about as part of my story because your past is very real. It happened. Acknowledge it, learn from it, use it to guide your future reality. And that's exactly what I did. So now I have no problem whatsoever talking about impact being sort of my second strongest black sheep and black sheep value. And uh, yeah, I sort of painted everywhere now. So thank you, Brent, for that, wow. and I, I, and uh, it shows that we can it. change.
1: I love it, and I love the fact that that it's one thing to uh, sort of recognize that this is could have been a potential stumbling block for you. It's something else to. To actually make the effort to work on it. And it's something else completely different to own it. And you've done all of those things, and it's, and it has allowed you to continue to succeed and really allow you to continue to negotiate your realities for what you think is possible. That level of success that you think is possible grows on a daily basis because you've been able to let go of that limiting thought that, uh, that impact was something that wasn't in your future, but in in reality, it's, it's a daily thing for him.
3: Yeah. And, and, you know, it's funny because when you were talking about Nick and saying, you know, he's not the same person today that yeah. he was before. And I I know that's probably easy to say because I'm hoping humans in general grow, but I had the same epiphany. I had that same moment of truth. The very first time I write about this in literally in the first couple of pages of my first book, um, when I'm talking about, you know, joining hard rock, you know, literally Nick, I, when I went into this thing, you know, you, you think about in the early nineties, I'm sitting in an orientation where the guy doing the storytelling had hair below his shoulders, which I wasn't used to as an executive and wore sunglasses the whole time during the whole half a day. And I couldn't tell if he was trying to be cool or if he was high or if he was both or, or whatever while that's going on, I had 90 decibels of Zeppelin blaring in my ear. (laughs) I could reach up and touch Eddie Van Halen's Frankenstein guitar, this red and black and white thing that he became famous for. And all of this is happening at the same time, and yet I'm looking around and literally just flitting about where, like, the most interesting collection of humans i would ever seen on the planet. And my mind went to, I'm not sure I'm supposed to be here. Like, I don't really fit into this environment. And honestly, it got to that point where… You know, I just decided to also lean into it and own it. And, you know, that was the start of a 21-year love affair with that brand. My business crush is deep with hard rock still to this day. And I guarantee you I'm not the same person that I was back then. I think I'm better for it because, you know, that same mentality. You're using that, that Tim Ferriss quote saying, you know, you, you can craft your own reality. And I'll, I'll give you a quick example because I think this will be perfect for what our thought is as well. I think about social media. I know a lot of people get down on that and they, they think about it as being toxic or negative, you know, or, or depressing. And I go, why do people think like that? Cause it's not for me. You know, w- what I see is my own connections. I'm surrounded with my own friends who I follow, who follow me. I absolutely use all of social media for good, for connection, for communication You'll never see me getting into these long paragraphs, long messages back and forth, you know, email wars with people. I just go, you know, I'm going to use it for for the good that I think it can be. And and in reality, I've, I've created my own environment that, that has become negotiable. And so I, I just sort of look at it like that. And, and again, I'm going back to what we talked about earlier, and I'll, I'll leave you with this thought. I just think it's when you have positive mindset, when you make great choices, when you decide, I'm going to be a force for good. Then all the other stuff is just a tool. You're just using that platform to to go out there and impact and and influence other people. Anyway, Brian, I think this set up really our corresponding thought. I hope hope that it works well with Nick's. What was our thought that rocks this week? Yeah, I think it does perfectly. Our our thought comes from Cormac McCarthy.
1: Um, Every time I see his name, I want to say Carmack, and I think Car- Johnny Carson. And
3: <laughs> and he's, he's getting, getting ready. Carmack? Yes, he's get, getting. The ready. answer is Walgreens and CVS. <laughs> the,
2: the answer is sis boom ba. What
1: does the sound of an exploding sheep make? <laughs> ba
3: um, But the, the wait the- for years. <laughs> to weave that into the show, I have. Sorry, uh, Nick, uh, you've been exposed. Uh, yes, a
0: but, perfect timing. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah,
1: Cormac McCarthy, and, and the thought is this: step Rock
2: Number Two.
1: Scars have the strange power to remind us that our past is real, mm-hmm. and it's such a powerful thought. Um, I mean, it literally explains why Nick was having a hard time accepting impact. And and I think for all of us, it stops us um, from embracing what our reality looks like now. I, the idea that reality is negotiable, um, for me, I love it because if you don't like your reality, change it. It's just mm-hmm. as, as hard, as easy as it is to say, and as hard as that is to do, it is actually doable. Yeah, <laughs> If you choose to surround yourself with different, you know, people that that is for me and one of the things i've noticed uh especially with with nick and and ryan both is that they choose to surround themselves with people that inspire them to be better humans, to be better business people, to just get to that next level and yeah. and they could just as easily choose to go the opposite direction, yeah. and and head down a path that might not lead where they want to go, but I think the things that we have to remind ourselves are: is if we hold on to these scars from the past, um, because they're real, uh, it really can hurt our ability to change and negotiate what our current reality looks yeah. like. How do you feel about this this Cormac McCarthy quote? Nick. Yeah,
3: and do you have any scars? Like, he, he, it seems like Nick, you lead a charmed life, but I know you've got some of these in your background.
0: <laughs> well, I certainly do have some scars. I actually have a scar on my nose from a, a broken nose and stitches I had to get after a fight back in college. So, you know, that's that's one of those scars that does remind me that that past version of Nick mm-hmm. uh, is real and did exist, and it's important to acknowledge it. So yeah, I've got plenty, and I've got plenty of scars. I mean, again, playing a bunch of sports. I was kind of like Nature Nick growing up. I was always outside getting hurt doing something. But, uh, <laughs> nature nature Nick? Nature crazy. Nick, that's it, going
3: in the show notes.
1: It's, it's a
0: podcast I would listen to. Bro. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Climbing trees and <laughs> having, it. yeah, yeah. No, that, that was definitely my reality when I was a lot younger. <laughs> and, uh, but but I love the quote. I think it's important to... To realize that your past is real, it yeah. exists. Yeah. For me, it does a couple of different things. I love to use my past as a comparison point for myself. I think it's very unhealthy to compare yourself to other people. That can be a depressing activity sometimes. Yeah. But it's always a healthy exercise uh, for me, especially as somebody who's motivated by progress, to compare myself to my past. It, it makes me grateful. It makes me yeah. present. It shows me how far I've come and by acknowledging it and using it as, as, as part of my story, I think I'm more empowered. So I would say I'm empowered by my past and my scars and they're great reminders of where I am today and why I should continue in the direction I have been. And like are. you guys said, if, uh, I, you know, another really, I guess, commonly accepted principle is that you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. Mm-hmm. And if you don't like your current reality, look at the people you're spending time with Oftentimes those people will bring up those scars in a yeah. negative way far too often and make them part of your present reality. So sometimes you've got to burn a couple bridges or reset expectations so that you can move on from the scars a little bit.
3: Yeah. O- or maybe even some those five people that are in your as Don Yeager says, you know, in your inner circle, yeah. the ones that bring up the scars, it could be those are now some of the most impactful people in your life, you know, that somebody who was maybe true and authentic to you. I'm not saying physical scars. I'm just saying anything that could leave a mark. You can also look at it as being a mark of good that I, I you know, I failed fast. I failed forward. Somebody reminded me, somebody was yeah. true enough to me to say, this is wrong, or you need to change your behavior or whatever it is. I think that's how we grow and become stronger humans or speakers or authors or whatever it is. Well, I, I'll tell you, I don't know,
1: Nick, if you've read any uh, Daniel Kenneman's stuff, um, but you know, for me, one of the most brilliant minds on the planet, uh, and has been for years and years. Thank you. Um, yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> oh, were you talking about <laughs> oh,
1: Daniel? I'm talking sorry. About, I thought you were transitioning <laughs> to me. Yeah, the 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 Nobel Prize-winning. Guy. Oh, that's not, definitely not, not you. Thinking yes. fast
0: and slow. Yes. <laughs> Thinking yes.
1: fast and slow. Yeah, there's that's his latest. Um, but but one of the interesting things that he uh, sort of pointed out at one time, it was in another paper that he had written, um, was how we establish value as as humans. And you know the interesting thing is if we sort of take ourselves in the present time, how we typically establish value is we forecast out where we want to be as far out as we can. And the distance between where we are and where we want to be is that value. Um, But what we, what he discovered in his research is that there's only so far that you can go out to get your mind to believe that it's possible. So how do you increase value if, if pushing it out is limited and the answer that he came up with was you have to actually go backwards. So you have to reset where your reality is to go back to where you were so that you can actually increase the total amount of distance between where you came from and where you want to be,
3: not just where you are. If that makes sense. Sounds very tenant like to me.
0: It makes total sense to me. I, I, I tend to think and read in, like visual metaphors, and so yeah. I could picture the graph version of what you just described, and it makes yeah. total sense. It's yeah, like a cheat code.
1: It really is. And so he was talking about how do you establish if if I'm a if I'm a salesperson, how do you establish value for the product or service that you're offering? Mm-hmm. You can't take somebody where they are and just get them to forecast out where they want to be. You have to have them acknowledge where they are, and make them take themselves back to a time that they weren't where they are now, and then let them project all the way out. And that allows them to create and sort of get this idea of how far in the perspective of how far they really have come thus far, Hmm. and how far they can go. And using what Nick just said of sort of he likes to take his past and use that to really uh, as a litmus test. That's literally what you're doing is you are sort of creating more value by allowing yourself to go backwards in a healthy way, as opposed to only projecting yourself forward. Does that make sense? Yeah. Right. Yeah. That to me. Yeah, I love that, and I, I think it's uh, you know something that we all should do. Right? If you really, especially if you're feeling stuck, right? If you're feeling like you you're not where you want to be, you have to be able to go back and show yourself that. You are further than where you were yeah. (laughs) most of the time. And when you add that on to where you want to be, you really establish a value that's far greater than what you think is possible. Greetings from Evergreen Podcasts. We're rolling out a listener survey, and we want to hear from you. The information in the survey will help us gather statistics and in turn make our shows more appealing to advertisers. I know most people don't like ads,
3: Yeah. Yeah. It's funny because Nick had used the word grateful and uh, I I was lucky when you first brought this, uh, you know, this thought to the table and I was thinking, how can it connect to the Tim Ferriss quote as well? And it was it was interesting because when I just Googled this particular quote from McCarthy, you know, the, the first thing that came up was Hannibal Lecter. I was like, what? And sure enough, put the lotion um, in the basket. It was actually in the, in the sequel to that first movie. So there was another one that came out uh, called Red Dragon, which was yes. you know, apparently nobody talks about it at all. No. But it was the precursor to this McCarthy quote because Hannibal Lecter says this, and it was just before the McCarthy party. He goes, and I'm not going to try and do the voice, but he yes. goes, what a collection of scars you have. Never forget who gave you the best of them and be grateful. And then it goes on to the regular, you know, scars have the strange power to remind us that our past is real. And I go this is again this is nick i feel so weird we keep talking yeah. about him in third person but again <laughs> i it, it makes you stronger you're a better business person you're a better human a better author better speaker better whatever it is if you can acknowledge that past like you said yep. and use those values yep. to your advantage so i just you know again so, sort of to wrap up and to tie both of these together i feel like Nick and Ryan as well are doing some amazing things and and they have a great company where they can control their own destiny. But I would guess, Nick, not only are you, you know, you've got this business where, and I'm, you know, we were looking at your bookshelf here on the Zoom call you know, and people will probably ask you this all the time. Have you read all those books? And I know you have, like, I know nonfiction is kind of our world. Like I don't have any fiction books in my bookshelf. I have nothing but business, which sounds very boring, but we've read these books because I want to add those layers. I want to add more arrows to my quiver so that I could just become a little bit more knowledgeable each day. And I know that you've done that, right, Nick?
0: Absolutely.
3: Absolutely.
0: It'd be so awesome if he said, now. no, yes. I've only read about If he was though.
3: like, no, that's bullshit. <laughs> totally stomped on it. it. would be so funny.
0: Funny thing. I've actually never read a book before to this day. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you flip the no, lick for pictures. I'm a
1: photographer. I take pictures of books, <laughs> yes. but I don't actually read them.
0: Yes. <laughs> it's so funny because people do ask that question all the time. And, of course. and I haven't read every book on the shelves, but I've read hundreds of them. Hundreds. Yeah. And over the last six years or so since this journey started for me, my, I've had so many inflection points, Jim, to bring up that term again, because every one of these books, I mean, for the most part, has a little golden nugget that can yep. improve my life and help me make progress. And, and I, I can use where I was a few years ago as a litmus test, like we talked about, yep. uh, to show how far I've come. And that to me is really motivating. And I also, in the magic of thinking big, One more thing I think that everybody will like from today's conversation, I learned that for most people, you have about 50 working years from the ages of 20 until 70, generally speaking. Mm -hmm. And for me, I'm not even 20% of the way into my journey yet, right? I'm 27 years old. Once I hit 30, then I'm 20% of the way through those 50 years. I have so much more progress to make. I have so much more reality to negotiate. And to me, that's really exciting. And I've got a long way to go. And you know what? Now with technology and everything like that, people can work well past 70 and make an impact and be fulfilled and do truly amazing things. Definitely. So I just can't wait to see what, what the future has and acknowledge the scars where necessary. You son of a bitch.
1: I've got 10 <laughs> years left. And thanks for reminding us.
3: That's all we have.
0: Oh, shoot. Wrong podcast. Yeah. He on. just stomped on our
3: <laughs> Gen right. X butts. We're on our last little, yeah. That's we're right. on the decline. That's the right. plateau is maybe a couple of decades.
1: That's why
0: I added in. Oh, but you know what? Now That's technology. Yeah.
1: Nice try. Yeah. we can't pedal back. We're thinking slow and slower. <laughs>
3: <laughs> That's our next movie. That's right. Well, we love everything thinking you do, man. It, it's, you know, and I know Brandt started off the, the podcast talking about this. It's not just that you know, that Nick and Ryan at BookThinkers, they're not just another bookstagrammer. They're not just doing influencing for us as part of our business. They're becoming, you know, great strategic partners or great friends. And, and honestly, we talk about you guys all the time because we just love the work that you're doing. And I know we're going to wind up doing even more stuff together down the road. So, you know, it, it was just, a, it was a gas getting you on the show and just talking about some of these things. But uh, man, we, we really are just thrilled to watch your journey.
0: Well, thank you very much. I had a lot of fun uh, in today's conversation and you guys are amazing and good partners to book thinkers as well. And awesome authors.
3: Um, Thanks buddy. Thanks. Where, where uh, would you like for us to send everybody? If they want to check out what you do and a little bit more about you personally, where, uh, where can they check you out?
0: The best place is book thinkers on Instagram. So B O O K book thinkers and There in our bio, you can find a link to virtually everything else that we're doing. We've got a lot of fun projects going on. We're always working on a lot of different things and exploring and discovering. And uh, yeah, feel free to drop in the DMs as well. We answer every single DM that comes across our plate. So if you need a book recommendation or you want to chat about anything, just let us know.
1: Yes. And if you haven't had a chance to check out the book thinkers podcast, please do. I mean, amazing, amazing conversations Mm -hmm. with some of the most influential authors of our time that are
3: coming up. Uh, Well, I've already been on. I'm sorry. I thought you were talking about forward.
1: Oh,
2: for you. Oh, no. (laughs) Well,
3: that'll have to be negotiated. (laughs) That's a That's
1: that's a reality. reality. (laughs) It's going nice. to have to be you <laughs> nice like how You in. like how we did that? Uh, I, do.
3: Okay. I do.
0: State your intentions to the world and the universe will conspire to assist you, Jim. So, Boom. Uh, yes. yes. And- One
1: Does listen. Nick know One what thought. the rule is? One, One thought. One good thought. Listen,
3: you can't break two or three really good ones. <laughs> 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 you got to space those things <laughs> out, it. man. Come on.
1: <laughs> well, listen, man, we are more than thrilled uh, that uh, we finally got you on the show. So thank you so much. Keep up the incredible work, and uh, we will talk to you real soon
0: amazing thank
1: you so much hey rock stars thanks so much for tuning in if you like what you've heard please subscribe so you don't ever miss an episode
3: yeah and if you're interested in having Brant or me or both of us speak at your event whether as a webinar for a virtual event or in person as a conference keynote contact us directly at thoughtsthatrock.com. until next time rock, rock on, on. Welcome to the Wellness Driven Life Show, your gateway to a new dimension of wellness. Featuring discussions with world-renowned experts, pioneers, champions, and professionals. Experience high-end production, sophistication, and easily applicable tips and tricks for everyday life. Your journey to wellness, it starts here and it starts now. Tune in to the Wellness-Driven Life Show and become a part of the evolution of Driven Living.